Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Life and Limb podcast. My name is Chuck Anderson. This is episode 17 of the show. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, music at the be- beginning there is uh, the song Life and Limb by Fugazi. Thank you very much to Fugazi and Ian Mackay for the permission to use that song in the show. Um, now, I know I start every episode uh, off uh, lately by saying it's been a while, but uh, <laughs> well, it's been a while, and I guess it's just been kind of a summer break. Um, been a little bit, uh, slow to schedule things and get things together. Um, while it's been so nice out to be honest and, uh, but I'm getting back on track. Um, and, uh, I got this episode here and got another one scheduled for next week. And then, uh, usually, uh, once I start doing more of them, it just becomes a little more natural and a little more of a flow. So without as many gaps in between episodes. So, um, yeah, uh, going to be a lot of fun here into the fall scheduling more and more of these. So, um, and you know, if you ever have, uh, suggestions for guests or if there's anybody that you think would make for an interesting guest on the show, feel free to drop me a line. Um, hello at life and or you can say what's up on Twitter to me at no pattern. Um, and, uh, yeah, anytime you think there might be an interesting guest you'd like to hear on the show, definitely let me know. I'm always open to suggestions. Um, anyways, today for this episode, I am joined by, uh, creative director and conceptual artist, Ryder Rips and Ryder is, uh, in New York. He also has a creative agency out there called okay focus. And, uh, he does just amazing work, super creative, fun kind of stuff. Um, he's, uh, you know, interactive internet, um, conceptual, all sorts of stuff. Um, everything from these like cultish sort of projects that have sort of taken on lives of their own, like dump.fm, um, to client projects with, you know, Nike and Fox and Red Bull to just kind of these, you know, small things that end up kind of, you know, just turning into these fun internet, you know, things that just sort of catch on. One of them, like we didn't even end up talking about this because we just didn't really have time, but, uh, there's a project they did called Drake shake. And it's basically an app where you, it adds a picture of Drake to any photo you want. And, you know, just things like that, that are just fun. Like the kind of things that you just say out loud, like it's a stupid idea that most of us never actually, um, see come to fruition or actually realize the, the project or the, the idea just cause it's like, yeah, right. I'll never do that. I feel like Ryder and, and okay. Focus and, and his team there, like they're really great at actually following through with lots of the ideas that I feel like you would just kind of come up with randomly and then forget about. Um, and one of the things Ryder does is keep lists of ideas, which he actually reads one of his lists at one point. And it's just really kind of fascinating, um, in itself as a creative sort of exercise, I guess. Um, but really interesting to hear some of the ideas, um, whether they're themed, like he, um, advertising ideas or obvious ideas or, you know, just whatever he keeps these lists. And, um, it's, it's cool to listen to because then as you kind of look into the work that he's done and we talk about here, and if you look on his site and okay, focus his site, you can just tell, um, a lot of these things are, you know, come up by just, um, like-minded creative friends sitting around just kind of discussing ideas and then actually carrying them out. Um, and it's really cool. I, I love what they do. I love what he's all about. So definitely a lot of fun. I'd never talked to Ryder at length before. So this interview was 
kind of cool for me as well. Like some of the other ones I've done where I haven't actually spoken with people that I'm interviewing, um, much, you know, besides over the internet. And so I always go into these very curious myself and get a chance to ask questions and things that I'd like to know about. So, um, it was a lot of fun for me as well. Hope it will be for you and that, uh, you learn a thing or two from Ryder and, uh, yeah. So if you want to follow along, uh, with life and limb, you can check out lifeandlimb.com or follow the Twitter. It's uh, at life and limb. And, uh, yeah, you can find Ryder's site, uh, rider-rips.com. The link's right on the site. Uh, and that's about it. So, uh, without further ado, uh, please enjoy my conversation with Ryder Rips here on Life and Limb. Hey, what's up, everybody? I am joined today by Ryder Rips. Ryder is a creative director and conceptual artist. And uh, what's going on? Hey, man. How are, How are you? I'm good. So you just got done speaking at a AIGA event tonight. I did. It was it was dope. I got offers for teaching gigs, which like is really cool to me because I was like never really went to school. So it's like if you're teaching kids, then it's like way better than going to school, right? <laughs> Pretty much. The times I've set uh, foot in school has been to to speak, and I didn't go either. Um, but it's always interesting when you talk to kids, if you didn't go to school, you kind of have to like preface it with that and tell them like, it's okay that they are in school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went to school. I just didn't go to class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess then it's up to you how transparent you want to be if you talk to them. Yeah. Um, so well, actually like, so let's, I'm curious to kind of start with like background stuff though. So did you, um, you know, you grew up in a pretty creative environment. I know your family were artists, right? Mom, dad. Yeah, my dad um, was a was kind of a famous artist in the in the late seventies, early eighties. My mom's a designer. My parents had their portraits by Warhol, and they were like in that kind of scene. And um, people, I think, often outside of the art world don't realize how fleeting that kind of thing is, and that sort of fame, especially since like the inception of um, the the art market being uh, uh, its own economy that people profit off and flip things and, you know, like it's either hot or it's not sort of thing. And so, yeah, I mean, my dad had like a career that was like really good for a couple of years and then it it all fell apart when he like called someone a Nazi or something like that. (laughs) Well, uh, that's, I mean, did you grow up uh, around all that stuff and like grow up drawing or like I mean like what was your sort of interest in in like art and design from a young age like I mean to kind of figure out where you got to with what you're doing now like what were some of your first interests like that you can recall like when you were a kid you know I think a lot of people don't know how to look at things they don't they're not they don't consider the world around them as something that's manufactured they just take it for granted Mm -hmm. and when you grow up um, around creative people uh, who explain to you and the history of, you know, a building was designed by Louis Sullivan who came from this and the building's made of terracotta and this is the process. You realize that um, things in this world are less, the, the, the distance between a human and an object is, is not as far as you might think. And so, I think when that distance is is uh, is closer to somebody, 
it, it gets the creative juices flowing or whatever and gets people to, to consider like, oh, I could make that or mm -hmm. I could be involved or something like that. And so for me, like that really started in my own way when I started like fucking around on the computer when I was like 11 or something like that. Um, I was like really into just putting stuff out and, you know, kind of downloading as much free software as I could and, yeah. you know, just messing around and stuff like that. It was really exciting to, to like, I don't know, see what a program can do and see how to like work, like use it for in purposes that it wasn't meant for and stuff like that. Right. Right. So, um, you know, I know I, same thing with me, like getting Photoshop and like just finding it on the internet and downloading it and like this sort of immediate feeling of, like familiarity that it's like this canvas and I'm just supposed to make something. But at the same time, there's like all these different tools that make everything faster and easier and just different. And like, I can quickly edit and quickly undo things like that. And it just kind of like opens you up to the possibilities of like quickness and just being able to like get ideas out faster. Um, did you like, I mean, did you draw first? Like, or did you go, were you pretty much like straight to computer um, or start learning to like program at some point, like teach yourself that kind of stuff. Cause for me, it was like a very kind of obvious transition of like drawing and then into Photoshop and like sort of like that was a pretty easy, you know, um, bridge from A to B. Um, whereas I know like other people who just kind of start with computers or like really start getting interested in like the technology side and the design side of it. It's kind mm -hmm. of different in that way. So it's, it sounds kind of like it was like that for you a little bit. I, don't, I mean, for me, it's like, even now, you know, I'm, I'm way, I, w I don't consider myself a craftsperson, you know, like I understand principles of design and I understand like what looks good <laughs> and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not really a practitioner of, of like beauty in, in an artistic way. Like, I mean, and I'm not saying that things I, I have made are not beautiful, but it's not really ever been like, that's not why I do it. Or sure. something. Yeah. It's like, I also have, have like really bad ADD. And so like spending time Photoshopping something for a suit for like, like working on one thing I just can't do. And mm -hmm. so like, for me, it's always about like finding ways um, to execute an idea in a way that like blends perfectly with the program or something, you know what I mean? Sure, so like, yeah, yeah. when I was a kid, I really wanted to be, have like a hacker persona or something when I was like 12. So then like, you know, downloading all these like ridiculous plugins to like write my hacker name Omega and like put lightning on it and like put <laughs> dew drops on it. And like, you know, like yeah. that was, that was cool. Cause it was it, like, didn't take too long. And it just like, it, it made, it was Lee. And so I guess what my point is, is, um, like I'm a big fan of, of, of just like, if the idea gets across, then the, the thing can look, can, can, it can be embodied in so many ways. Like yeah. it can be a drawing, it can be a website, it can be a film. Like I don't, you know, and, and that's not to say I have anything wrong with, there's like anything wrong with like James Cameron or something. It was like, makes you know amazing visuals and like all that kind of shit is like really cool to me but like at the same time i also appreciate like dogma film or something where it's like you know just about putting a camera in, in a place and like not altering it and just giving it raw and like as it is and stuff like that 
um, I don't know, just, just for, for me, like computers are kind of a lot about cutting corners in ways like, for instance, <clears throat> as like a, as someone who, who's kind of shy a little bit, you know, like I, I don't really want to go out there and like schmooze and mingle with people at parties. I'd rather like just make a website and like have get attention that way or something. And that's kind of like a life hack. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think what's fascinating for, I mean, if there's, if there's like, you know, any particular word I think of with you, aside like that besides the, like the creative side of it, it's like prolific. I mean, you have so many projects, like it's, it's pretty crazy. It's amazing when you go to your site and like, look at this list. Um, and they're not just like, you know, here's a photo I took, you know, it's like pretty involved stuff. And you can tell that like you're, creation process and the stuff that you like to make is a lot more of like a, um, you know, when you say conceptual artist, like, I mean, that's very kind of, you know, literal in your sense with all these things have a, a real concept behind them, an idea behind them. And it takes cool. some explanation. It's not just like a picture, um, yeah. you know, and, and I think it's fascinating because for someone like me or like a lot of the other people I've inter- interviewed for, this podcast, there's like, you know, photographers and like people focusing really on making like one image. And then like, that's the final thing. And your stuff just has so much more like loaded meaning in it, whether it's meant to be like tongue in cheek or just like for the hell of it. And it's just kind of fun or, you know, like whatever it may be. Um, and I, I don't know, it's fascinating to kind of go through, um, and just like look at each one of these projects cause they're so involved and have been sort of like a, a, thing over time too because you like a lot of these projects have been going for yeah. a while i mean so was dump so D- dump fm that's kind of one of your early and sort of first like big like website yeah. projects that's probably the best thing i've ever done <laughs> is that what you would you consider it that yeah um on like a personal level and for the world <laughs> um so if for someone who had never been on there before, it's basically uh, like real-time image sharing. So like w- that said, like how, like, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's almost like this, you know, a podcast is only worth, you know, what you can talk about. At some point people have to go on and like actually look at stuff. But yeah, like, I mean, the best way, yeah, I mean, the best way to describe dump is like, <clears throat> It's it was like it's a, it's an impossible website that would like never get made now because I when I made it I I didn't I didn't realize like what I was doing I was just like like I want to do this idea it's actually technically really difficult to create I teamed up with this this dude who like friend of a friend I know and is like an MIT graduate and like a fucking genius and like we developed this really robust. Uh, service that allows people to communicate in real time with images. So it's basically a chat room for images, but yeah. like the interface and stuff like that wasn't pandering to like a startup sort of uh, aesthetic or anything. It, it, it really just was supposed to be raw and true. And what I thought was like honest and looks cool mm-hmm. and like kind of no frills or something. And like, there's almost something a little bit uh, kitsch about it because there are references to websites that I remember from when I was a kid, like just like shitty Yahoo sites and stuff like that. And like gratuitous use of gradients and stuff like that on a button for no reason. Like Mm -hmm. why is there a fucking gradient on that button? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, but, but the, 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 the fascinating thing about dumb, well, first of all, the user base is like over a hundred thousand. That doesn't mean active right now, but there's a hundred thousand accounts Mm -hmm. like total. Um, 
but it's 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 like it's like a fucking it's like a fucking cult. <laughs> like all the people on it are like tight with each other. Like I met my business partner on it. Mm-hmm. He met his girlfriend on it. Like people have fucking hangouts from it. Like people meet each other. And so what's interesting to me um, from a conceptual standpoint and probably something that I did not expect going into the project, but actually has been the most um, pithy or rewarding or the thing that I revisit over and over again. And it's actually a conundrum. I don't have the answer to it is how, how are communities bound and formed and aesthetics proliferated through, um, through social media and through function. So Mm -hmm. like developing a specific function or platform, right? Like there is a certain, there are certain ethical codes that are defined. There are certain, um, colloquialisms that are defined. There are certain types of images that are accepted that proliferate. Like for instance, like 4chan has an aesthetic, right? Mm -hmm, Instagram has an aesthetic. Like I would argue Facebook has, has like an aesthetic and like way of talking like people, like there's a certain, you know, and these are things that are like not spoken. Like there's no, you don't get like a fucking code of conduct when you get a Facebook account for like social stuff that says like, here's the kind of way you should like formulate a comment. Yeah. It just kind of has its own, like, you mean you say aesthetic and it's right. It's like this sort of way people talk and everything. Once it goes into the like machine of Facebook, it kind of like gets spit back out and like has a feel about it. Like it just kind of becomes its own thing that doesn't really exist elsewhere. Like outside of that. I mean, Instagram is probably one of the best examples of that. Like an image takes on a different, uh, a different feeling and different vibe when you look at it on there, as opposed to like on a regular screen or something like that. What people post, like what you post on Instagram is like different than what you would have posted on blogger or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so, you know, I guess that, to some people that's kind of obvious, but it's, it becomes really curious, like how that is, how that's instated, you know mm. what I mean? Like, and, and, it, and, and the culture of a platform is really interesting to me. Like mm. the idea that you can create this thing that has nothing in it inherently. Like there's, you know, it's, it's just like a button, like, you're, you know, it's up to people to add stuff to it. Right. And then it like naturally, it's, it's kind of cool. It's like making a little country or something. Yeah, I know. It's a cool way to look at it because it just becomes its own separate thing that can't exist anywhere else. And you're the one that was responsible for having made it or contributing to it or just making it, you know, uh, sustainable. And, and for something to catch on, like, you know, for Dump, for example, um, it's cool. And it's, it's rare for that to happen where it actually catches on and people are using it and meeting people on there. Um, so you met, so like you mentioned, you met your business partner on there. Is that who you work, who you uh, started okay focus with? Yeah. Jules Laplace. Okay. So what was kind of the, um, you know, what was like just before okay focus? Cause that's now like your, you know, really your main thing along with like other projects and things that you're doing, but what kind of led to that, the inception of that? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I had a friend uh, who works at V Magazine <clears throat> who uh, recommended me to somebody who's involved in the magazine who wanted to start a digital offshoot of V Magazine. <clears throat> and what that would be was, was very uh, ambiguous at that time. 
And so I came in and <clears throat> I became the creative director of what uh, at that time was called V Nation. <clears throat> I later renamed it to be called V Files. Mm-hmm. And um, the idea of the site was that it's a uh, fashion archive of imagery um, and also a shop. So like <clears throat> fashion is recursive and uh you know, a lot of the stuff that is cool now is like cool in the late 90s or early 2000s and stuff like that. So it'd be great to like be able to support the um, the new aesthetics that are coming out by the past um, and like, you know, basically educate people and be a source of inspiration, mm. but also like not just be um, overly nostalgic, you know, say like, you know, if that, then it supports the shop as something that is like, um, it, you know, uh, as something that, that is admirable, you know, sure. uh, and, and it be, makes fashion into something that is not only this like transient thing, it's more of like this huge cultural dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so like that was the idea of that site. And then, so I was working on it and everything and, it, and, and I put like the whole team together. I got like the people from this magazine involved and stuff like that. <clears throat> And then um, <clears throat> basically, like, <clears throat> just became really difficult to work with the uh, owner of the company. And uh, I-, I hate being, like, micromanaged and shit like that, especially by someone who's not as qualified as me. And so I basically just took, like, the whole tech side of it, which was Jonathan, Jules, and myself. And then we started OK Focus, and then they they were our first like client. Mm-hmm. So we like had a client to, from the jump off. Yeah. But then um, because the person who owns that thing is a crazy, um, evil human being, uh, she like refused to pay us the the remaining amount, um, even though she's a billionaire. So you know. <laughs> and I've always appreciated like I mean you've never I mean. Like, so on Twitter, you know, for example, like when you feel that way about somebody, I mean, you've never sort of like held back and I've always appreciated that because so many people tiptoe around like shit that they feel, you know, upset about or if someone like, you know, a client, they just kind of like water under the bridge and you're very like just kind of outspoken about that. Like in this case, you know, someone who isn't as qualified or whatever. And I think that's like kind of, you know, like not a lot of people like are like that. And because you are, I think it's actually like just become like, I'm so used to seeing you post about stuff like that or stuff that'll sort of piss you off or whatever. I mean, whether it's a good or bad thing, you just kind of say whatever. And I think that goes a long way in order for you to be able to, you know, create the things that you need to create, like with the people that are conducive to, you know, helping you achieve those ideas. And, and it sounds like someone, you know, if you're around people, like you said, being micromanaged or something, especially by someone who's not, as qualified i mean like that sucks at the time but obviously has not led to you know all this other stuff and i and you know starting okay focus and then coming together to do what you're doing now so i mean yeah i don't know it's really interesting because <laughs> i just think a lot of people sign a stake put their head down and just do what they're told and, and all that and so i think you know it's one of those things people always ask like you know, I'm sure you get emails or people have emailed me like ask, oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? And some of it's just like part of this is just like your your um, outlook and attitude towards things like you're just you don't have patience for stuff like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> whether I mean, it's a client honest, or a boss dude, or whatever. I can't help it, man. Like I can't help it, which is like <clears throat> I can't help doing good work and I can't help 
saying the truth because for me, this job or whatever it is, is not really about like money. It's about like, I actually think things are not perfect in the world. And I actually think I could help make them a little better, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm not everything, you know, like I'm not a politician or anything like that, but I think, you know, the skills that I have and the things that I can do can help make things like cooler and better and more interesting and have us like live in a better, you know, it's like, and, and I think <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with saying that. I think if you're a creative person and you don't think that you can contribute in that way, you shouldn't be doing it. And so it's like, like someone who sucks, who's stopping you from doing that, then you're not like, it's not <laughs> like you're not, no, you're not going to be fulfilled. You know right, what I mean? Like, yeah. like I have this, like that need that I have is something that, you know what I mean? Like I'd be happy to creative direct a fucking like burger restaurant in, in like some suburban town, nowheresville. Like mm. that's cool to me too. You know, I just like the idea of like making stuff look cool and like be cool. And you know what I mean? Like, of course, working on big scale stuff is, is great. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's, it's about, it's about being able to pursue something that you feel good about. Yeah. So how do you find you, div- I mean, cause you have a lot of stuff going on. So do you feel like you're working all the time? I mean, we're saying working all the time, you know, not, not in the sense of like, you're always stressed mm-hmm. out and you wish you could like get out and go for a walk or something. But I mean, like, are you, do you feel like pretty much the majority of your time in your life is really like creating something? And it's because that's just like, who you are and that's what you do. And there's like, not really like, it's just, you enjoy it so much that you're just like kind of devote most of your time to, cause I mean, whether it's a personal project or, I mean, like it's like almost every other week there's like, check out this new thing and there's a link and I'll go and like, Holy, you know, like there's just some, something that it looks like you've been spending a lot of time on. And I always admire that. Cause I, you know, I always think like output is important too. And if it's quality, then like, that's the most important thing. Like, you know, just to get as many ideas out as possible. And like, it's always so impressive how many ideas you seem to crank out. Now, whether they're fully fleshed out ideas or not, that's, I guess, another topic. But I mean, so like, how do you, I mean, do you, do you feel like you wake up and you're like, you hit the ground running and you go to bed late and just the next day and it's just always working on something, whether it's for OK Focus or it's for, you know, a client of yours or it's a personal project or whatever? Like, what's the balance, I suppose, is the question, like uh, the time and everything. I mean, <clears throat> you know that like, there's like that phrase like if you want something done, give it to a busy person or whatever. Like to me, this is dope. Like we're having a conversation at like eleven thirty at night, my time or whatever. And then like I did this talk earlier today, and like I did some client stuff um, earlier before that talk, and like doing that presentation. And like tomorrow, I'm like doing some fucking ad thing in the morning at eight a.m. Like. To me, that's dope. Like, I'm really busy right now. <clears throat> but, like, I honestly don't feel like I'm super busy in life. Like, I feel like I could do a thousand more things if mm. I just, like, had the right Adderall prescription. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I'm, you know, I get, I take on a lot, but I feel like I probably tend to get more overwhelmed than, like, it sounds like you are. So I have to balance it out with more stuff. And everyone's different. I mean, like, I know people who it's like, I'm a, you know, they're like a one thing at a time type person. And like, that's the only way they can accomplish anything. And I I mean, really, it's just kind of most important that you just figure out like how you work best. Cause I'm sure if a lot of people try to do, 
stuffed exactly the way that you're doing, like it wouldn't work because that's not who they are. But for yeah. you, like if you tried to like pace it out and like everything was perfectly like scheduled and lined up, like it just, you, you'd go nuts cause you need to work in oh. your own, you know, your own way. So, well, I want to talk about some of the more specific projects and ideas and things you've had over the years. So what, first and foremost, like, so life and limb and this whole show, and I've like mentioned this every time I've interviewed someone, but it just came out of wanting to do a new project that was different than what I'm used to. Like, it's kind of uncomfortable for me to sit in front of a microphone and interview someone, you know, like there's definitely moments where you ask a question and then it's quiet and you feel like you didn't lead them into the right thing the right way. Or it's like, I'm so visual. So in order for me to talk and like stop doing something that I'm like using my hands for and like actually making something is a challenge. But like, I thought it'd be a good one to sort of give myself and it's, you know, it's, it's been cool. It's been like a good challenge. Um, when you make these projects and you come up with all these things that we're kind of go over here, like, do you, is like, are these things, do these things start out as a challenge to you? Like, all right, I wonder if I can do this or is it like, I know I can do this now. It's just time to like execute it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really, really depends on the project, you know, like, <clears throat> um, I mean, I have like a fucking, note on my phone that is thousands of ideas <laughs> like literally um and they range from you know difficulty like really difficult to like really stupid and easy like too stupid to even do because it's fucking retarded like it's because it's just like it's not worth it like one is is um i'll just read some of these yeah so why don't you, so okay so really quick so you have on your site um on your site, there's 200 obvious ideas. And so it's right. like basically described as like a poem of ideas. But then you also just sent me a little bit ago, this new list. Um, so which one do you, which one do you want to go through? Well, or, okay. So I make a lot of lists. Okay. Of oh, so this so, isn't like all from a different one. No, no, no. So I do, I do lists of obvious ideas um, that are usually centered around like art ideas. Um, and these are like, ideas for things that are kind of um current and and trendy and usually uh the the types of things that i think about before i like make something because i don't want to be <clears throat> redundant and i don't want to make something that's obvious and stuff so i always like think about i guess this is it's it's just kind of like a my own neurotic thing like has it been done before you know like is this is this like expected? Cause I don't want to make something that's like that. Um, I want to make something that is like actually offering something new. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't want to, if you're opening a restaurant or whatever, you don't want to be like exactly like the restaurant right down the street. Cause like that one already exists. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I do this exercise where I'll just write down ideas that are really obvious. And, um, uh, at the AIGA talk I did, uh, Tonight it was um, it, I, I bent the bent the the, the usual and uh, reformatted it to be obvious ideas just centered around for advertising. Okay. But then I have a separate note that I have kept for years um, on just like <laughs> you know I think a lot of people have this kind of thing just like ideas of things that I want to do. Um, some of them are yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> no I'm just like reading through it myself right now and uh, and just enjoying enjoying them so i don't if you i mean do you want do you want to just like read it off sure the uh <clears throat> the obvious ideas um whichever one you want whichever <clears throat> one uh, like the one that you just sent over the one that you did tonight 
uh, or the obvious ones, Wh- whichever one, man. Also, how about I'll read you some ideas of things that I actually want to do at some point in my life, and then um, I'll read the obvious ideas. All right. <clears throat> so, all right. So, a um, some sort of website social network where you swap phones with somebody for a day. Um, that's like an idea I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, a dating site where there are no pictures allowed and you just have to write descriptions of yourself. Like, you know, like my nose is, uh, six millimeters wide. <laughs> this, like, like my eyebrows are like three millimeters tall. And like, you just, you know, write all the descriptions of like what you look like. <laughs> are they and really it, bland descriptions? Or are you supposed to get like, a, like really deep and like artistic with it? I mean, you know, that's up to you, but okay. I think it, should be, it should be the opposite of Twitter. Yeah. Where there's like Twitter, it's like no more than 140 characters. This is like you have to write at least that much, like 140 <laughs> character minimum per feature, like about your nose or like about your mouth or like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, a head shop called Super Bowls. Uh, <laughs> A hotel in the projects, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else? This uh, so like I have one that's really good that I think I'm gonna do, and I told my partner Jules about it, and he really likes it too. A truth or dare app, like where you basically are paired with someone anonymous, and you get truth or dare, and then you have to like, you know, it's you know, truth or dare. So it's like you know they 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 say like. I dare you to fucking, you know, like put a put like lotion all over your face or something, <laughs> and then you have to like take a picture of that and send it back to them. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good idea. I think <laughs> yeah, might- I like it. Okay, so then, uh, yeah, here uh, kind of on the other spec. So those are ideas that I think are like okay. Here are some like obvious shitty ideas. <clears throat> Um, uh, a San Pellegrino soiree with projection mapping, a Dell event with projection mapping, a geolocated Taylor Swift app for Coca-Cola, the slogan dream further and Gotham bold over a photo of two white girls, one white guy and a black guy laughing under the illumination of string lights in a bed backyard for Jack Daniels, a Jack Daniels app where you can share your dream further stories. Dream further in all caps, by the way. Oh, yes, all caps. (laughs) A Jack Daniels app that lets you add dream further filters to your photos. A Calvin Klein (laughs) selfie app. A Calvin Klein Kenny Scharf collab. A Calvin Klein gift tumbler using a three-row masonry grid. A Calvin Klein ad that says my Calvin's in Haas grotesque extra thin with negative tracking over a black and white photo of Miley Cyrus. A geolocated Calvin Klein underwear app. A Dionne von Furstenberg ad campaign with emojis. <laughs> a Nike app that lets you share your story of summer with emojis. By the way, that actually happened. Um, <laughs> that was that. God, that was an RFP. Um which which we, we we gave them a lot of ideas that were way better than that, and they didn't take any. Nike, if you're listening, um, you should look at that PDF again. There's some fucking gold in that thing, man. <laughs> you guys paid for it. Um, a Victoria's Secret selfie app that lets you add stickers to photos. 
Pharrell for American Airlines, a Pharrell app for American <laughs> Airlines, Pharrell for Pepsi, a Pharrell app for Pepsi that lets you check in when you're happy. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> What's the over under on uh, like how many of these actually happen? Like, what are we looking at? Like only one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I mean, some of them might have happened, and I just don't know about it. Like, you know, there might be a Pharrell app for Pepsi. Like, I wouldn't, you know, it really wouldn't be surprising. Uh, I guess that that's why it's this is a fun exercise. It is though. No, it's really good because it's like. You write this stuff, and it's and it's almost like it's like the actual shit that is being said in board meetings. You know what I mean? Like people actually pitch these ideas. That's why some of this is so funny because it's like you laugh at it, and then you think like, "Well, no, I can literally picture the dude, and I can I know what he looks like too." <laughs> when he goes, you know. A Pharrell app for us that lets us check in when you're, quote, when you're happy. And everyone yeah, sits man. around I mean, the table and is like, hmm, all right, yeah, we'll write that one down. Anybody, anybody yeah. else? 100%. <laughs> I mean, without, like, the, um, you know, the 40-slide deck and, like, the fucking loud colors and, like, the, you know, the pitch room with, like, the eight cool-looking dudes with cool glasses and cool shirts, it's like, really stupid no no it's actually it's 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 good i think you should keep going with this i think i'll 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 let you just finish it out okay you want me to just keep going with these ideas i mean i'm enjoying it let's do it all right a geolocated google experience called drift that lets you explore the summer of different cultures (laughs) (laughs) and an adidas instagram campaign asking people to share their summer with the hashtag summer vibes (laughs) Projection mapping all the Adidas summer vibes images onto an abstract sculpture. <clears throat> an Adidas summer vibes tumbler with a free version of trade gothic from Defont embedded. <laughs> a Jameson poster uh, with a picture of a bearded man in his late 30s holding an oscillate with the copy, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. I like that one a lot. That's real. <laughs> that shit's real, dude. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not real, but you know, it's real. Oh yeah, it's. It would not surprise me if I was watching football and that came on. You like wouldn't even notice it. <laughs> but that's a funny thing too that I think about a lot. Like, I wonder with with a lot of ads that I see, which is not this is like a real question, and and I might be totally wrong. Like, I mean, I might just like not know enough about advertising, but like maybe that's really good. Like, maybe if if you don't notice it it's like becomes like this subconscious thing. And then you just like Jameson becomes like something in more likely to be in your vocabulary. But then if it's something that, that is like, like maybe ads aren't really supposed to be noticed that much. Maybe they're just supposed to kind of blend. It's hard to say now because like, there's so much like some, I think it's because of the internet, but there's so many, there's so many ads. I mean, like you like just super mainstream stuff that you look at, like the old spice stuff, you know, I mean stuff that's like, weird on the internet and has made its way onto TV and is just like on when you're watching like some random show at like six o'clock at night and like some super bizarre thing, you know, just like, I don't know. And so now it's like, like you're noticing like the really weird stuff. It takes something really bizarre to really stand out. Otherwise everything just kind of blends together and it's just like, it's maybe funny, but for the most part, it's just like, I don't know. Like, but yeah, I mean, none of this stuff, 
like while funny and like we're laughing because like you know if you work in advertising or if you work in design it's like this stuff's funny on two levels because it's like inherently funny but it's funny to picture the the dude and like the outfit he's wearing who's actually <laughs> who's actually saying this like yeah and it's like easy as <clears throat> you know like you're a designer you you work with brands like i'm sure if the right client called you and said look dude we're doing an Adidas campaign for Summer Vibes. Um, we're asking people to share their stories of summer. Like we need a dope image. You'd be like, yeah, sure. You know, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that was there's anything wrong with that. No, really not. Actually, so this next set on this list here is probably my favorite. The next after the there's one, one, two, okay. three, four, five. There's like six in a row. <laughs> I think yeah. you just apply it to every single thing on here. But the uh, a Testito selfie challenge for images hashtagged hot sauce selfies, a Parallax website for Jaguar, a Parallax website for Range Rover, a Scion Parallax website, a Scion Parallax website <laughs> featuring Pharrell, <clears throat> a Scion Parallax website featuring Pharrell with tungsten rounded headings, <laughs> a BMW website called Everyday Excursions featuring a map of of places James Franco went during a campaign sponsored road trip. So, all right. So that one to me is like, it's just not, I mean, there's no, because like Instagram, I don't know if you saw like Mercedes hired like all these Instagram famous photographers and they like went around the country, like on a road trip with Mercedes documenting their road trip sponsored by Mercedes. So it's like, like that's totally happened. And like, when you say that out loud, it's kind of like, wow, like that's what a, like a dumb idea. And then it's like, no, it actually like worked. And like, they got a lot of followers from, they got a lot of followers from it. Well, that's, I mean, that is a good idea. It's like super divisive, but it's a good idea. I'm not mad at that idea. I mean, but James Franco is kind of a little ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think about that a lot. Like some celebrity endorsements, it just like makes no sense. Like, why do you want that person? Like, what does that have to do with driving at all? You know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, you can you can continue if you want. It's up to you. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'll I'll let let it be your call, or we can go on. To well, other the stuff. next one is perhaps the most real. Okay, it, right. it's might be scary to some people and offensive. Okay. how real it is. <laughs> <clears throat> a Google Plus ad featuring a 50 year old black woman from New Orleans, an 80 year old Italian man who makes cheese, a teenage surfer girl. An Asian guy with a white wife who started a successful meatball restaurant in Detroit and Adrian Brody. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it's, like, it's unfolding in my mind as you as you read it out loud. Totally. That's a good <laughs> <laugh>. <laughs> All right. Um you wanna you wanna wrap the you wanna cut it there? Did you wanna read some of the well, whatever. I'll I'll leave it up to you. We can come back to a couple of your favorites maybe at the end. We'll close out with maybe a couple of your favorite uh, obvious ideas. You have so much other stuff, though. Yeah. <laughs> so many other projects and everything. All right. So um, let's t- <laughs> for anybody who never saw whodat.biz, I think it's an important thing to touch Go upon. Um, what would you t- – so if, 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 uh, if someone hadn't seen it and, what, and didn't experience it when it came out – Hudat.biz uh, came out. When was it? A little bit. Was it a little before April Fool's Day, or like was like a couple like two years ago, right? Yeah. 
I don't. I was around April. It, it, I mean, that was just uh, that, that was, was unintentional. That was more coincidental than anything. But yeah. So I mean, it was basically like a meant to be like a, like Kanye's new site and <laughs> the face called the Facebook of websites, which is probably my favorite part about it. Um, but anyways, if if someone who's like who's listening to this hadn't seen it and experience, experienced it, like. What was like, what's the story behind that? Like why? And then the repercussions of it and just like how many people thought it was real and like, and all that. I mean, what's the, what's the story on that one? Um, I don't, I was like, it started off having nothing to do with Kanye West. It started off with me just thinking like, what would be like a funny exercise in branding? Like, all right, let's take the most boring thing on the internet, like a who is service for, for those who don't know who is, is basically the equivalent of like a fucking phone book. So you can like look up who owns a website and it's like something that is just a fundamental, like old school thing that exists online. It's nothing sexy about it. Like, how do we make that cool? And so then I just thought of like gangster who is, or like a rapper sort of who is or something like that. And then like, I kind of, I don't know. I was like, that's not really that cool or hooky. Like we needed something to be even better. And then I was like, oh shit. Like Kanye had that huge, um, Twitter thing where he just like went off about, uh, Donda for a long time. And so then like, I was like, oh, let's connect it to that. <laughs> um, and the whole thing, like all of this happened in like a matter of a few hours. And then like the site was up and like, you know, two hours. Like, and then I just like sent it to a friend at Buzzfeed and was like, have you seen this thing? <laughs> and then like, yeah, it just kind of went everywhere and people thought it was real. The, the surreal thing is, is like, now we like, you know, like Virgil, I like know now, like I didn't know him then, you know, and like, it's really weird. And like, I don't know, there's something strange about that being like a joke that is, it's like a farce of, it wasn't like I was even trying to get anyone like Kanye or Virgil or anyone's attention like that. It was just like, this is a funny thing. <laughs> so did you get a response from them at the time? Yeah. I mean, no, not from, I mean, we got a, we got a cease and desist. From yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was, and we took it down and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just like a, a joke, you know, it's like for us, a lot of things, it's if, if an idea um, is, is, pithy and uh doesn't take too long it's kind of just worth doing mm -hmm. like, um <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like i mean all this stuff is just like i mean it's fun i mean like you said before it's just like you're talking like it's cool like yeah it, like this probably whether it's a joke or whatever but i mean so then like so you did this thing and like you know it was fake and then now i mean just like a couple weeks ago like on your instagram pop up a picture of you and kanye and i mean if you guys are you know working together or whatever I mean, yeah. like, I mean, it has nothing to do with that website, by the way. It has to do with, right. I did, I did work with, I did like the Ben Trill website. Yeah. It has more to do with that. Right. But it's amazing. Like you could like have done that and have it in the, have it there in your past. And like, it was still creative and someone else who's creative can like respect and understand like the satire in it or whatever it was really meant to be. Um, but I think that's, I don't know. I think it's cool. That one always stood out to me, obviously, as like just this crazy thing that, again, like in my world, like so many designers, there's constantly this like sort of obsession with like, what are people going to think of me? 
and or like you know what if i say this or what if i offend someone or like oh i shouldn't say this about a client because maybe they won't hire me if i say it on twitter you know that's why i respect i mean beyond being an amazing creative i think the most respect like that's why i respect about kanye the most Mm -hmm. it's just like he knows his own power and he believes obviously in himself and like the, the 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 what he can offer the world and everything and like his own artistry to the point where it's like beyond a business and like he'll he'll speak out and speak his mind and like be forthcoming and and be a human being mm-hmm. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. so many people are just machines who like play a fucking role and like it's really cool to 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 like I mean, I can't think of anyone else in the industry as high up as him who does that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, like, everyone should try to get to a point in their career where they can, like, be honest with themselves and the world. I mean, I, the thing is, is, like, I don't want to be mean to anyone. Like, I'm never trying to be mean. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, it's it's never it's, – it's just about, like – saying it like it is you know what i mean so have you ever like because i know again like i've talked about this with like other designers and other i mean people who are just more a little more just like straightforward graphic designer type person or whatever like if they had an incident with the client i mean unless it was really bad or like a you know someone stole their work or whatever like that gets called out a lot but like there's a lot like i said there's a lot of like sensitivity of like well if i say something then well what if they don't hire me and like, well, totally. then, you I mean, know, whatever. I don't, say, I don't have any tips with clients. I work my fucking ass off to give people good work. Right. Like, I'm dedicated to that, dude. Like, I, I don't cut corners. I don't slack off. Um, I'm the last person who, you know, like, if anything, you know, I'm like all about trying to just get a really good product out. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. My clients just be like, dude don't email me about work right now. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Or something like, like why, you know, it's like, chill out. Um, shit. um <laughs> <laughs> drop the bottle. Uh, but, uh, you know, so, so it's never, you know, I don't think we have any tips with any clients besides that first, what I mentioned earlier. And you know what? Like I, I wasn't talking about her for a long time and actually she tried to sue us and all this stuff. Um, and it's just the whole thing is evil and ridiculous and I'll like go to the grave with that shit. Like mm-hmm. talking about, you know, the fact that there, there are people who, who are unprofessional, um, you know, and then it's usually not a big company. It's usually, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just this one person I had a big problem with. Right. right. I don't, I don't like, with clients, you know, I try to make everyone happy and I really do want to deliver work that is amazing and that pleases both parties i think you know a toxic relationship can be identified early Mm -hmm. on for me at least you know and um if there's someone i think that we just totally won't see eye to eye and like i just will i'll you know i'll say like you know that we unfortunately we're busy or you know like we can't yeah pursue yeah. this work or you know maybe it's you just should not worth it to you to, talk you to, to this to... other agency who's better for this type of job you mm-hmm. know what i mean right, like, right right so you know i think you can avoid setting yourself up for like shitty situations mm-hmm. by just being honest in the beginning too yeah um so what do you think about like the i mean so 
as far as commercial work goes and like corporate work and stuff. So like all the personal work you're doing, all the personal projects and stuff. I mean, there's not really a limitation on it because it's just kind of, you're doing it. I mean, no one's asking you to do it and it's on your own accord. So it's just your own time, your own effort, energy, whatever. Um, like as far as commercial work goes, I mean, do you look, when you do you approach it, like, uh, like, okay, I'm doing art for a client or do you look at it very pragmatic, like in this sort of, I'm doing a, a design project for a client, executing a concept. Um, and like, I mean, do you have any, do you have like a, do you ever take issue with the way that that stuff's looked at? Like, do you think some of these things like from a corporate client should be treated with more of like a artistic sort of, you know, respect in regards to the way that it's carried out or like some of these things are very cut and dry, um, you know, and it's just like, hey, here's our idea. We like your guys' work. We want a website, and there's parallax on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's yeah. the, uh, what are your feelings it, on that? Just in terms of like whether really it's worth doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do whatever. Like, I mean, we could give someone a parallax website, and I know exactly what they want, and it's not really hard to do. And I'm happy to take a check for it. You know, like mm -hmm. that's just being honest. Um, but you know, the best is when someone says, you know, I. I I want to, I want to do something different. I want to be cool. And like brands are Medici. They're like the new Medici, you know, it's like they have the ability to, um, promote art and to give money to artists and to align themselves with artists. And, uh, in doing so it elevates their brand and gives them the best advertising possible. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's only, uh, CMOs getting in the way of that. <laughs> you right. know, it's like a lot of times, um, uh, I, I feel that, that, you know, a company is scared or something like that. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, everyone is so, is, is so busy in life right now. We have like our own social media shit to like, we have to like mediate our own self image. Like every single person has to like update their Instagram and all this stuff. People don't have time to like, you know, like, like an ad campaign that, that makes impact is good. You know, I feel that too many people are scared or something. Um, so, you know, it just depends on the, on the project. Like if, 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 um, if a client comes to us and, and, and is like, listen, we're all ears. This is our problem. This is what we have to achieve. I want to get this many hits on this thing. I got to, uh, sell this much product think of a creative solution for us. Like mm. to me, that is the coolest because it's just like, you know, go, you know, as opposed to uh, a client that does, that tries to do your work for you, uh -huh. you know, which is like, they think they saw, they saw something in the world and they want you to do that. Yeah. Which is like, not, that's not really, that's not like what you should ask a creative mm -hmm. person. Like, I want that, you know, it's like, you should ask them, like, what, what do you think is good? You know, like, what do you, what is the best thing I could do? And then listen to them. And then if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. But at least like go in asking that, because if you go in and you say, you know, here's what I want, do it, make it that, then you're not going to, you're not really empowering someone to be right. creative. Yeah. That's such a good point. I mean, I feel like if you go in and basically find someone's work, whether they're, you know, designer, artists, you know, web stuff, whatever. And you're like, Hey, here's this thing you did before. Do it for us. We want it just like this. I mean, yeah. and that happens so much, you know, and it's All like, like you said, I mean, if you're not going to empower the person to like, kind of, you know, be creative in their own, you know, right. Like just in a framework, as opposed to being like force fed, sort of like, Hey, here's what we want from you. 
then like that's not being a very good client. And like, <laughs> you know, I'm or a creative director or whatever. I mean, if you have anybody who you're sort of, you know, account, you know, if, if there's anybody who's accountable to you and has to carry out like what you're telling them, then like the more you trust them and whatever, I mean, like the better result you're going to get back, obviously. 100%. Yeah. Um, so what kind of stuff are you, you know, do, well, I know recently you, uh, just this past week, right? The 777 gallery things. That's yeah. a new, new project you just kind of put out. Um, so what was, yeah, the, totally. what was um, the idea behind that? Yeah, I just, I, I had made these prints that say save trees, LOL on paper. And I was just like, I was going to make a website to sell those just because I was like, I want to sell some of these. And then I was thinking, um, it was kind of whack to just like have my own like little store or something. So, I mean, I just didn't want to do that. So I thought it'd be cool and helpful for everyone to like kind of curate a little space where um, it's just cool art objects, basically, like posters uh-huh. or I mean, it could even be a t-shirt if the t-shirt's like well thought out or something. But just things that, that are, um, you know, visually stimulating and conceptually cool and stuff like that. Um, and, like, to make a little space for for that. And, like, I kind of also was imagining it to be, like, there are people with big names, like yourself, possibly. And, like, people with smaller names who, like, might be unknown. And, and just, like, the work is really cool. Mm-hmm. And so then it just becomes, like, this whole, you know, like, everyone's helping each other, kind of. Because right. it's, like... It, it evens the playing field. It's not only superstars. It like it get it gets it more to be about like the individual piece, yeah, than, yeah. like the name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like to me, I, I just imagine it kind of being like an actual gallery where you're just like looking through things and you're looking at images more than you're looking at like brands. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so again, like I mean, a lot of the projects you've done, like whether it's been its intention or not has been sort of like, I mean, like these community things that it's like, you know, bring people together in some way, oh. like, or have it be a social thing without being like a social network. It's just like creating places where your friends and the people that you like and identify with and like to hang out with can all sort of like have fun on it. And like for yeah. you, it's really fun to make those things. And so like to have like a online store that operates as a way to sort of carry the products made by your friends who maybe aren't selling them or are selling like other stuff, but maybe they have like a one-off thing. I mean, that's really cool. Um, is, is that by design, would you say, or is it just like kind of come natural to make these products and these projects that sort of turn into platforms to promote the people who, you know, whose work you really yeah. like? Cause I think that's one of I mean, the, my favorite like things about that, it. You do that too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this show, I mean, anything like promoting, like using your platform to promote other people. Like I think, that's so important. Like I can't imagine on Twitter, for example, like only ever talking about myself. Like there's way too much other good stuff to oh. limit it to just like, Hey, here's this new project. Here's this new thing I did, you know? Yeah. I mean, like if you think about, you know, art or, you know, mo- actually most creative things, it's like all about community. It's all about like hanging out at a gallery, meeting people like, you know, feeling camaraderie, making friends and like, that's kind of the, the, like the biggest takeaway from it. Like besides, you know, having it be a means to survive, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like the coolest thing that can happen is like you meet people and have good times with them and, you know, continue the human race and all that kind of stuff. Um, so like, and the internet is like designed by design for that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
maybe without thinking that, you know, like, but I mean, it's just sort of like turned into that over time. I mean, you know, or if people have taken, you know, like their ideas and like, Hey, I need a place where I can like do this one super specific thing with like these five people. And then like, next thing you know, there's actually like thousands of people who kind of want the same thing. And yeah. it's a real, like find the common ground, I suppose, you know, on the internet, which is super fun. And, and at the same time, like sort of gives way to these really great connections with other people who are doing stuff just like you and totally. interesting people you wouldn't have met otherwise. And I think it's really cool to be creating the, you know, outlets where those things actually happen as opposed to just simply someone like, you know, who just comes on and uses it to actually be the person who's making those things, making it possible. I just, totally. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I think that's, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, I really feel like, like the best way to meet people is to work. Like you put something out in the world and like someone emotionally connects with it. Like that is going to be a great friend. That's going to be like a better friend most likely than like someone you met at a bus stop. You know mm, what I mean? Like, right. so to me, that's just really dope to like put the shit out there and then actually talk to the people who make it. Like when I see something dope on Instagram or wherever, like when I used to use Tumblr a lot, I would all the time like reach out to people and be like, Hey man, I just wanted to let you know that was, that's really cool. That thing you posted, like, let's talk, let's like, you know, hang out, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, it's, it's cool to have that, that ability and, and also like the immediacy to, to like immediately be able, and usually you're right. Like if you just connect with an image or you connect with an idea or something and then you like look into who, who made it, like most of the time, the person who made it is like someone you're going to like, you know what I mean? Right. It's, that's, it's just a really cool natural way to like, you know, kind of get a, get a good community going. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you, which seemed to have spent uh, like a, a ton of time, like working on and everything. And I was, when you put the site out, so all the Adrian Ho paintings, um, no, this is a tough one. I feel like if you don't actually go look and that's kind of been, again, one of like the difficult things about doing this podcast, we have to like prompt people like, Hey, as you're listening, go like check this out. Um, but you mean like this, this project got you kicked, I mean, kicked off Instagram for a minute, um, which was pretty funny um, <laughs> when I saw that, that it happened. But uh, I mean, <laughs> basically, you were taking pictures of this model and like warping them and then putting them back on. And then they were getting complaints by like, I mean, do you, do you even I mean, there's no way to know, I guess, who's reporting stuff. Um, but uh, I mean, then you've got these. I don't know. It's, it's so weird to explain it without actually seeing it. But now they've been turned into paintings and you're back on Instagram and like, like, are you doing a show with these paintings now? Like, yeah, I'm going to show them soon. I don't, you know, know exactly where, but you know, they, they have a lot of interest and stuff like that. Basically. Um, yeah. I mean, I started taking these photos of this, this model who, who has a meticulous setup and she is one of these people who's famous on her own. Right. Like she like, is famous for being her, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's like a new, you know, that's like reality TV or whatever. And then right. you have to like upkeep your own personality and your own image and all that kind of thing. Uh -huh. Um, and most people do that naturally now anyways, like just deciding what your profile picture is going to be and stuff like that are, mm -hmm. are, are kind of the things that go into, uh, designing who you are online. But, um, you know, with her, it's like a profession or whatever. And so I thought she would just be a good medium for this project um, where, you know, it's just like I have all this flustered emotion about it. And so, like, I started warping these images. And then, I don't know, I was just, like, thinking about 
the fact that these things look almost like surrealist paintings or like Thomas Hart Benton or like Leger or even like, um, uh, you know, like Francis Bacon or something with this like aggression. And so then I was like, Oh, this stuff really fits into the context of painting. So, you know, I decided to like get these things like painted in oil and stuff. Um, and so like, I have all these paintings with her and you know, she's like completely dodging it and like ignoring the whole thing. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing has just kind of become a little dramatic with the Instagram deleting me and stuff. But, um, for me, it's just like, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, I, a lot of stuff I make, um, people wouldn't consider art just because I think people's understanding of art is limited, mm -hmm. um, to, to certain types of forms. Uh, and you know, I think the archetypical, uh, ideal art is like a painting. So being able to translate some of the, uh, ideas I have, uh, in the digital world or whatever into a painting in a way that is like formally looks cool and like relates to art history uh, to me is, is like, is, is something that's exciting. It's, it doesn't feel forced. Like it's not just like I'm making a fucking painting of like my computer screen or, you know what I mean? It's, it's right, not, right. it's like, there's this whole um, philosophy behind it. You know? Yeah. And well, it's funny. It's one of those things where I feel like you could kind of take two approaches with it. You could either just do it and then not explain it to anybody and it's just like, no, I, I make these and then don't really answer questions. But like you did this whole website and like have it, it looked, did you give a talk about these even recently? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so you're like really explaining it and making it obvious. Like this is like exactly the process this is exactly what I did. This isn't meant to be like some who's doing these things. It's like, no, like literally that just, I warped these things and now they're paintings. And yeah, man, <laughs> well, to me, it's, it's kind of like, I, I think in the beginning of this, uh, of this talk, we, uh, we touched on like, like how, um, a, like something can be a painting or it could be a website or it could be a poem. Like, I really believe that good work, um, is about the idea and, you know, I, and, I mean, that's not to say that, you know, I guess good work that I'm able to produce, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, like the kind of, I'm not a, a, a photographer, I'm not a architect or anything, but the kind of work that I'm good at producing and interested in producing is really uh, about the idea. And, and I think more and more uh, good work has to translate into something that you can discuss um, and experience without having seen it um because it's like if you think about it like what is wikipedia or something it's just like a bunch of descriptions of things that happened <laughs> so it's like so it's like in order for something to be in wikipedia it has to be able to like be described yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i i just find it fascinating because like i like to listen to someone that can be really explain like these projects that involves like just so many more steps, you know, to get from like start to finish is just fascinating because again, like so many more like visual artists who are again, like myself, so used to thinking very linear, linearly. And it's like, you just kind of have this thing and you sort of execute it. And like, there's definitely more to that. I'm, I'm kind of dumbing it down, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's fascinating to connect the dots of kind of what you're doing to like when you actually creative direct and work with someone else who's an artist to like carry out these ideas or if you do them yourself, I mean, and you do a lot of this, I mean, you like a lot of these projects, I mean, you're not like 
coming up with the idea and having someone else make a website for you. I mean, like you're actually like doing this stuff yourself too. So this isn't just like you're coming up with ideas and getting hired hands to, to do stuff for you. I wish I had that much money, man. (laughs) That's something I think about too. It's just like, you talk about like, Oh, you're so busy and stuff. Like, I don't know what's like, I wonder what's going to happen if I ever get to be like real rich or anything. Like if I'll still be really busy or I'll just like be like, Oh fuck it. I'm going to like, drive around with my Ferrari today. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll hire some people to do some stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you'd still have, you, you'd probably drive. I mean, like what's the longest you've gone really without making something, you know what I mean? Like I think about that and like, you know, even when I'm on, if I go on vacation or I'm just like hanging out, like, I mean, it's so natural to me yeah. to pick up and start drawing something or whatever. And obviously for you, it's like writing down these ideas or whatever else it may be like on your phone. Or, I mean, just even, even just like sketching. I mean, like I do a lot of stuff on my phone and I almost just look at it now as like the sketchbook that's always with me. Even if I'm just screwing around doing something with like a photo I took, maybe I'll like flesh that idea out more later or like someone will see it and be like, hey, can we use that for this? Or we want something like similar like that. So like now I'm like constantly making stuff, whether it's I'm actually working on a client thing or using my phone to make something or whatever. And I think, man, like honestly, like knowing you, you know, knowing a lot of artists and stuff, like even if like you were like woke up tomorrow and you're like crazy rich, like as much as you'd want to just like just go you know do nothing for a little bit eventually you'd just be like totally. have to come back to like doing something i don't yeah. know maybe not like I'd, I'd be curious like examples of people who because i know they're, they're out there for sure but like people who got money and are just like not even hiring people to do anything else because they're like i'm set <laughs> yeah i don't know um yeah i mean it seems like with your work it's like um, I mean, my work too, but in a different in a different way. It seems like when I look at some of your stuff, especially the process based stuff, like like your your drawings and stuff, it's like it almost seems like a cathartic meditation or something. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, like it's just I can't. That's just like all I know to do. Like it, you just totally. can't really describe it. It's but it's it's like what you were saying from a young age, finding a computer, getting this stuff, and having this like fascination with it it's like yeah it's it's cathartic it's sort of therapeutic it's just like you're doing it because it it helps for whatever reason i'm not even i'm not like looking for help with anything but it's just like it just like helps my brain like you know whatever um and uh yeah um but uh well is there any other stuff i mean there's so many projects i mean like anybody who has like there's no way i could have like asked you about everything i mean there's so (laughs) so many things but um i mean like so, I mean, just looking at your site, I'm not going to count the, the number of different projects, but are there any particular ones that like, um, are of interest to like call out or point out ones that like you're particularly either like, I know post hang was another thing recently. And, um, the new modicons one is one of my favorites still. Um, this isn't meaning much to anybody who's just listening to this and not knowing what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, your, your site. So your site's just the perfect example of like, if you've got some time to kill and just want to go like click around on every single one of these projects and then like you'll find yourself getting lost like in this and then when you're done you're like oh yeah i was looking at rider's site and you go back and like click the next one (laughs) and like look through that and just kind of go from there you even have stuff from like way way back i mean this like 99 portfolio like (laughs) that's that's like like, that's amazing i mean a lot of people are like hell no i'm not showing that stuff and it's like but it like (laughs) it's it's really great (laughs) Is this, well, Bri- is this Bryce three D? It's pretty. It's pretty innocent. Yeah, it's all like Poser and Bryce. Yeah. Do they still make Bryce three D? 
Yeah, man, it rules. <laughs> it's my, fucking awesome. My stuff slash art slash Omega dot JPEG. Yeah, this see, this is this is the kind of stuff I need to collect and like put somewhere. I still have stuff on Deviant Art. Dude, I would love to see it. You got to send me that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it's still on there, just under a a less cool name, um, I guess. But uh, yeah. So, what are you working on right now? Like, what's uh, what are you in the middle of at the moment? Anything you're particularly like excited about or like having fun with at the moment? Um, We're like creating a uh, pretty advanced site that's going to allow people to draw topographically rooms and then be able to like put things on the walls. So you can think about it like a website for really simple CAD, but like no barrier to entry, really easy to use. So like if you're planning a gallery show or you just want to like fuck around and like experiment with like design a room or something like that, uh-huh. um, you can do that. And it's like not, it's not, it's not like the Sims or like cheesy or anything. It's very, um, it's like architectural or something like that. And so then you could like, it's just like, creates these 3d spaces and it's a it's kind of a we imagine it to be like a collaborative network too where like you can make a room with somebody else kind of thing Mm. um so that's like a big project we're doing it's cool we kind of got someone is like has majority ownership but we got paid to do it as well and we have like some equity so it's like a cool little setup for us and then hopefully i'm like doing some you know stuff i really i really want to collaborate with Kanye West on stuff like that. So that's like where I'm most um, inspired right now. Doing like web project stuff. Um, Cause I know you've done some like a, like you said, the Ben Trill stuff and. Yeah. Um, hopefully we're going to, we're going to get um, into a bunch of like digital stuff right now. We're just kind of like um, fleshing it out, stuff like that and vibing. Yeah. But um, I'm just like such a huge uh, fan of him in every way. And like, I just would love to be involved. And I think like, it's amazing. Like I totally identify with his idea about like being a product person. Um, Like if you're a creative person, like you shouldn't be limited to like the thing that people know you as, like in his case as a rapper. Sure. Like I totally believe like if you have a, uh, the ability to connect with other people on like a huge level and like, to make stuff that has never been made before. That's like the same sort of merits that go into like designing, um, like, a beautiful building or, you know, creating a, um, I don't know, like a handbag line or like anything, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I really believe that, that, that sort of skill, um, and type of creativity and, and way of thought is uh is is really the the force behind um any good product Mm -hmm. whether you know and and people you know just because we only have so much time you know they tend to focus on being a chef but like i think a great chef and the skills of being a, a great chef and like from like a philosophical standpoint is like the same stuff that goes into like being a great musician sure yeah, absolutely. And I think that first thing you said is so important. Like I, I, I wish more people would like keep that in mind. Like you shouldn't be limited to like the thing that you've kind of come to be known to do. Like if, if you're a photographer, but like you're wanting to do web stuff or draw or like whatever, like 
it sucks because a lot of times you're just thinking like, well, that, but I don't do that. Like, I'm not that guy. I'm not that person. I'm not that type of artist. And it's like, but you can be like, you're the only one who's oh, saying yeah. you're not. So, and like, yeah. maybe well, you're really the world good at it. God. Yeah. Like the world wants to compartmentalize people and have like, you know, little categories for people and stuff like that. Um, so it is, it's a challenge, you know, being a rapper and then being a fashion designer, people don't want to take you seriously and stuff like that. Um, because you're just not because you're not good. It's just because you, they don't, you know, people want everyone to fit into this, like fit into a role, you know? Mm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Cause I mean, a lot of times people just really value consistency and, um, you know, for even from like a, I mean, most are mostly from like an aesthetic or like, you know, just totally. something that they can easily identify all the time. And if you are kind of changing it up or doing different things, then like you tend to lose people, you know, or like you tend to throw yeah. something that's like, well, this isn't really what I signed up for or whatever. Totally. And I think that's what's really, I mean, it is fascinating about Kanye. I mean, he says this stuff and some, some people don't take it seriously and other people do. And I think there's a reason he's become to be not only as commercially successful as he's been, but like on a artistic level, like received so well, so consistently is because like the dude's truly doing exactly what he wants to do and is one like the only artist on that level who just, just does not give a shit. Like if you 100%. think it's cool or not. And it's just, yeah. And I think it's just a perfect example of like going a, a really long way, like to do exactly what you want. So I think he's also focused, like, in the things that he makes, um, like, having real value, like, having it be lasting and right, not just, right. like, you know, hot for the moment, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, this is stuff that he wants that, that's going to last, I think, yeah. you know? And that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's like an artist. And, like, I, and I think the only way that you could really do that is by trying to just do like what is interesting to you. And yeah. then like it holds up better because you weren't really thinking about like what people were sort of expecting because of what they're interested in at the time, you know? Um, but yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, I mean, that's about it. That's all I got. Unless you want anything else you want to read yeah, or like, sign, <laughs> sign off with. I know it's getting late over there. You yeah, gotta, no, it's been it's been it's been dope talking. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely a lot of these interviews are like the longest I've ever talked to the people I'm interviewing. Like I've talked to them online and like just a quick like five minute phone conversation or whatever. So like for me too, it's like this very curious learning experience as well, and just like kind of picking people's brains and just asking questions because I'm curious, and then I hope that people who listen will hear it and take something from it. You know, I mean, like that's all I could really ask for. So I really Comment appreciate. And subscribe. What do people say? what's comment, up like on youtube videos and they sign out like comment below subscribe <laughs> on the right <laughs> follow uh rider on twitter hashtag yeah. rider interview exactly. and uh for your chance to win a uh free free list of of his ideas um <laughs> all right man well cool. hey thanks for your time i really appreciate it and um My pleasure. yeah i'll uh, talk to you soon over and out all right see you